triumphing over the Vikings 20 to 16. Woo! Some good games. And then on Monday night, which was a real crazy comeback for Patrick Mahomes, they won against the New York Giants 20 to 17. We will definitely be getting into that because the way that he came back and now looking like they have a really good weapon on their offensive lines. Definitely got to talk about the Chiefs today. We'll go ahead and get into that Cardinals and Green Bay Packers game. No one would have thought that the Cardinals would have actually went undefeated. The only team that has gone undefeated was the Dolphins in 1979. No one has had a perfect season since. And the Arizona Cardinals, they were looking pretty good to do that. But Aaron Rodgers said, like me and my other co-host, Randall Barnes, this is their last dance season. They're not going to go out, and this team is not for the week, and they have been showing it, improving immensely now into week nine. Kyle Murley going 22 out of 33 on completions, 274 yards. However, what really killed him was the two interceptions, turnovers that he had in this game. Aaron Rodgers not showing any interceptions, going 22 to 37 completions. Over attempts, 184 yards and two touchdowns. Those two interceptions resulted, one of them actually closing out the game for the Arizona Cardinals. A last-minute stance when it came to Kyle Murray just couldn't complete it off the hands, ending up in a Packers player and definitely ruining their perfect season. That other interception went to for a pick six for a touchdown. A lot of mistakes on the Cardinals, and now we see that they're not perfect. But Kyle Murray is still in the running for that MVP season, and we're going to have to give it to him. He's been exceptional all for that game, even exceptional during the injury that he had when he was lipping off the field. Not sure if they haven't really counted him out for this next game. However, he's one of the most resilient players, resilient quarterbacks that we have to date right now, and has definitely shown that throughout the course of playing the starting quarterback also kind of credit why he would be MVP to his other receivers and his running back DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Green have just been on fire for the Cardinals this season but it was you know it, he really didn't use Hopkins as a weapon like that he only received two catches for him going for 66 yards not getting a touchdown though most of his touchdown came from Edmonds and two for Connor putting out other weapons. And that's may the main reason why Kyle Murray would be still in the running for MVP. He's able to create any weapon on the field. He also ran for a little bit, was third in rushing yards. So when you have a dual quarterback like that, and also he can make weapons all over the field and still get to you while not playing 100%, he definitely deserves to be in that MVP talk. But Aaron Rodgers really showing up and coming to play where wrecked the Cardinals was the defense. You could tell that the Cardinals offense wasn't really prepared. Neither was Kyle Murray for the bliss that they were going to do and having man-to-man -man coverage wherever they could. They held the Cardinals for the most part for the running game. They were able to figure it out. It was a wide receiver night for the Cardinals. But that defense on the Green Bay Packers is not playing and could possibly be a problem for the Buccaneers whenever they do decide to meet. Aaron Rodgers proving that he is still that quarterback, even though he might be gone after this season. I don't know if they have a dream season. They're now 7-1. They are in first in the NFC North, followed by the Vikings, who are 3-4, and the Bears 3-5. and five. The Lions, you know, losing their whole season. I don't 
really see a win coming out of them this year for that 2021-22 season of the NFL. They're not really in competition with anybody. Probably one of the easiest divisions that they have had this year, not really having that much competition. Now for their next games, the Chiefs on November 7th, and then they play the Seahawks on November 14th, and then the Vikings on the 21st. We can go ahead and count that the Vikings are probably going to be a definite win. Not really getting it together on their defense. They will run right through them with Aaron Rodgers on their offense. The Seahawks are kind of holding their own right now without Russell Wilson, but he should be back by that week, so it will be a great game. Now knowing, if you guys have not know the news broke today that Aaron Rodgers test positive for COVID being one of those players that did not get the vaccine not really having one of those big vaccine rules like the NBA does and not being able to play and all that type of stuff football's a little different if you want to go out there and risk your life risk your life people have been risking their lives every day we'll get into who was really risking their lives last week however Patrick Mahomes has showed his resilience past in this New York Giants game. Coming back from a deficit all the way into the third quarter and beating the Giants off of a last-minute touchdown and field goal was absolutely the Patrick Mahomes that we needed. And having that confidence again not to give up on him after being in the press last week, that they're just not the same because of him. He has now found this newfound confidence that he's going to bring to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know. We can put this on Emar words, I guess. It is going to be a good game. It's going to be very offensive he- heavy. And now that we can see that the Chiefs can actually score, that Patrick Mahomes is comfortable again, he's able to get down the field mostly by using his legs. He still has those weapons, but he's going to have to be more of a quarterback that can rely on himself. Now, going against Aaron Rodgers and most of his team is kind of healthy. They haven't lost anybody that's really important. That's the only reason why Patrick Mahomes may be down, but I don't think it's going to be by double digits as the deficit that he's been having previous to the New York Giants I believe it is going to be a close game but like I said guys we can leave it on you my words I could be wrong this could be another loss for the Packers without Aaron Rodgers and you, oh you guys I literally just remembered that this year the Green Bay Packers drafted a rookie quarterback, Jordan Love, one of those top prospects in round one. Now, I would this this is just my theory. I I I think I'm going to make a segment of Ari's theories because y'all know me. I just I just wish stuff would happen, and sometimes it doesn't. But I I just feel like y'all love when I just play with y'all's fantasies just a little bit. Jordan Love could be one of those next quarterbacks. After Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Green Bay Packers and their establishment were really thinking, well, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't really love the situation that he was in, if he doesn't like where he's at right now, then maybe we should kind of plan for the future. Maybe we should think about who would take his place. And that was Jordan Love. Jordan Love did play during the preseason and he was actually really good. And if he would have started, probably would have been of those top three names like Justin Field and Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence. However, Aaron Rodgers is on a roll now leading the Green Bay Packers to seven and one. I don't see Kurt Benkert actually coming up. I don't see him playing that backup position, even though he has been in the game for a minute. He's a little more um he has tenure I guess and he's a little bit more experienced but this would be a great way to keep rolling on that quarterback suspension 
where it's like, hey, all these rookies are showing really, really good, and we see what the Bears have done with Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence's situation isn't looking good, but he's still promising. All these really young quarterbacks are making a stance. Even Mac Jones and the Patriots starting to have a better record later throughout the season. He's getting comfortable. Bill Belichick is coaching his next Tom Brady. Why not put Jordan Love in there and let's see what we can do and keep him rolling. Let's see. Let's just challenge him. Let's just see if he's able to live up to the hype. And if he is, we don't have to worry about a quarterback next season. You know, we can probably give Kurt, Ben Kurt away, which they should have done in this deadline, guys. I'm Because it's been crazy how all these standings of these teams are about to flip because of the new people that they have. I personally feel like they should start Jordan Love against the Chiefs game. I'm not saying that, you know, Patrick Mahomes isn't in his prime, that he isn't going to do well, but he's still lopsided. It's like him and Lamar Jackson have flipped. Now, Patrick Mahomes is consistent, and now Lamar Jackson is trying to relive the hype of almost being a champion. And I, I don't know. I could be wrong. It's just me. This is just my theories, Ariel's theories. But I believe Jordan Love would be a great start, and it would still be a good game against the Chiefs, especially the game they just had against the Giants. The Giants just not catching a break this season, and it's definitely not the team. It's definitely management, but that's a conversation for another day. I really, really, really want to get into these trade deadline picks that were happening, and one of the biggest ones is Von Miller. I don't know if anybody else saw this coming because I definitely did not see that coming. He is now with the Los Angeles Rams. Do you know how crazy that it's going to be now? And they already have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. It's going to be absolutely almost impossible to get on them. This, this, oh my gosh, they are definitely pursuing a Lombardi trophy. This is absolutely crazy. Putting all these men together being that defensive heavy against the offense on your side? Do you know how amazing and how crazy, how many turnovers you can get by adding him? We all know Von Miller has been there for a minute. He is a true veteran. However, he hasn't lacked in his skills one bit. And definitely adding him and making him more aggressive is going to be absolutely amazing for these LA Rams. I'm just like, why do they need more weapons? What else can we do? Von Miller had won. They won in this trade. The Broncos have won. I don't know. They may have lost just a little fuel to their team and definitely gave Rams an ups coming into this season. Their season's just about to be turned around adding Von Miller. But it's not it's not a bad choice. Considering what they got, it's not a bad choice. Now some losers, which he has been in the news just for a good minute because of the chemistry, which is still not working between them. The Cleveland Browns, they were up in the air about trading Odell Beckham. However, he decided, not necessarily he decided, but the franchise decided that he was going to stay. But it hasn't been the same and is not going to work if he does decide to stay. I agree with Stephen A. Smith off of reading his podcast. Guys, I love reading more than I kind of love to listen just because I feel like I find out more. And you know how like people tell you to read the book before you watch the movie? That's basically what it is. Read When you read the articles, you find out more information because listening to First Take and 
then you listen to PTI, and then you listen to Good Morning Football, and you get everybody's opinions. You kind of get some facts, but not the whole story. Basically, the whole story between Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham is they're just not having any more chemistry with each other. They're not willing to work with each other and be a team so that way they can actually win games. They have both experienced their fair share of injuries. You have Baker Mayfield and his shoulder injury, kind of, but not really similar to Dak Prescott's injury with the Cowboys. And then you have the calf injury, the leg injury that Odell, Bel- Odell Beckham went through. And I just personally feel like just they couldn't trade him because of Baker Mayfield. I feel like it is his fault just because you decided not to use Odell Beckham as a right receiver, but just as a conditional weapon so you can create other runs and other plays on the field and so you end up ruining ruining Odell Beckham for being traded then letting him ruin himself because if you can actually produce him as a target and then he's fumbling passes he's dropping passes he's not catching he's not making those long runs and those tight transitional plays and making it down 30, 40 yards like he usually does are those one-handed plays. Okay, he ruined himself for that season. You can trade him and get somebody better. But now wasting your picks in this next draft to find a replacement for him is now the most difficult thing that you could have ever done. So now you're kind of wasting money. They didn't have like a big cap. Their cap wasn't as bad as most of these other teams where they did have to get rid of people because they couldn't pay people the way that they wanted to, especially for the Saints and Jameis Winston. Oh, the injury that he had, guys. Oh, this has been so much that's been going on, and I'd have to keep you guys updated so that way you know because it's the whole everything's about to change because of these trade deadlines, and we have quarterbacks not being able to play. But now you have to waste your picks and probably waste a little bit of money this next drive to get somebody like Odell Beckham. And then the chemistry is not there either. They just can't play with each other anymore. And a team that can't play with each other cannot win. It's going to be consistent drama on the sidelines and off the field. Just a big loss for the Browns over this whole trade deadline weekend. And after that, you have a big win for the Chiefs. The Chiefs acquire... Melvin Ingram on their team now starting to look really really good for the Chiefs after that 2017 win over the New York Giants you can kind of say that they're back on track but I don't know they're still a little shaky but adding him to the defense has been taking a load off kind of like a breather out of their most major concerns and so now having him and for sure, probably making the defense better. You see the Chiefs winning a little bit more games. I don't know, probably coming in late to that wild card. Their season might actually be safe. So we have some winners and we have some losers. And we're going to have to talk about another loser, which is the Houston Texans keeping Deshaun Watson. The only reason why they had to keep him because there were too many, too many unresolved problems with his cases not being able to know hey when can these be settled most of the women not taking the settlements too much backlash going on there's there's no reason to train but then it it gets to the point where it's like this potentially could be the runoff of his career he could actually be done after this especially with the losing season that the Texans are having right now and is not picking up they're not going to play him if this can't get settled 
And now he can be looking at another out just for the rest of his career. And it's actually unfortunate because you guys know I kind of favor him. I really did like him. And I became a big fan of him playing at Clemson and actually coming to the league. He's supposed to be a very promising quarterback. And it's just stuff that happens with these players that ruins their career. It's just absolutely crazy. And now it just seems like him being stuck, Houston already knows what they're going to do. They're going to have to release them, whether he settled these cases or not by the end of the season. And it's harder being released for something that could be detrimental to you than to actually try to leave off of anything else. But that's kind of what happens to black. It's always the black quarterback. It's always the black quarterback that something bad happens and the recovery road is either non-existent or it's the longest thing ever resulting in just you had you could have been great but now we can't take you and obviously y'all have heard about kind of the rumors and the situation with the Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa um would have been great actually to kind of have Deshaun Watson there just in case but then it wouldn't mean they had to get rid of him and he hasn't been as consistent with Miami Dolphins as well only 65 percent of completions having 1,040 yards seven touchdowns five interceptions this season not really the big numbers and a reliable quarterback that the Dolphins need but now his his position is secure but he's going to be have to stay healthy and actually be able to make plays when they show up and it's it's I feel like they're both losing team just losing for Deshaun Watson and losing for the Dolphins the trade deadline going on and now having these kinds of circumstances you also have to think the rest of the season for these players so now we know that Jameis Winston is out he is out for the rest of his season because of a torn MCL and an ACL very excited though in the locker room after that win but he is definitely done. But has he proven himself enough that when he heals himself, could he come back as a starting quarterback? Because his replacement put the numbers down in for him. You had Semaine come in after halftime after Winston went down, grabbing his leg. 16 from 29, 159 yards with one touchdown. Absolutely amazing. Came and proved that the Saints can pull out weapons after weapons after weapons. Ivan Kamara having a night with the Saints and definitely just giving Tom Brady the worst. You can see on his face, he was just absolutely distraught, didn't know what to do and why his offense and his defense just couldn't hold it together. Both of the Buccaneers' defense and their offense are in the top five running the NFL league when it comes to passing yards, when it comes to rushing yards, when it comes to most touchdown scores. They've been busting the records, and we especially know Tom Brady has, but they were just stopped by that Saints defense. A real spooky night, some voodoo must have been going on. They must have had a Tom Brady doll and was like, all right, your arm, interceptions. Uh, We're going to sack you about three times. We're going to get some quarterback rushes. You know, let's go ahead and sprinkle in there that Gronk's going to get injured and he can't come back for the rest of the game. That's basically what they did. They don't put a spell on him. Y'all know Hocus Pocus, you know, y'all, the young ones know. <laughs> they don't put a spell on that team to make them lose. And I, I personally couldn't believe what I was seeing either. It's been a while. Actually, I don't think it's happened this season that the Buccaneers have lost by double digits 
to a team with a new quarterback. Jameis Winston is just now starting. And the fact that he did this with his backup quarterback to the Buccaneers is absolutely amazing. Serving them their second loss. It's looking real shaky for the Buccaneers right now. Let's kind of get back onto the topic of what the NFL is losing. Now you don't have Aaron Rodgers for number one team. Now you don't have Jameis Winston who could be losing his starting quarterback spot. Now you don't have wide receiver rubs for the Raiders. What's new about him? Actually, very disappointing goes into the black players that I was just talking about. He has been charged with a DUI and um, let's, I don't want to miss <laughs> He did kill one person. Involuntary manslaughter is what they will possibly charge him with. Right now, he's only been charged with the DUI and it's just been put out that he did unfortunately kill somebody that he collided into. And he was released within those same couple hours of the Raiders. The Raiders now losing a wide receiver. Now coming down to Crosby, one wide receiver and a beautiful, amazing running back. Actually, two. Kind of a big loss of disappointment, more so for Rugs than it is for the Raiders. The Raiders still pop. I think the Raiders are kind of used. They're just used to, you know, stuff happening. You lose a coach. You lose a wide receiver. You know, if they lose anybody else, would it really affect them? And I know I'm, I'm making jokes, but it's actually serious the future that Ruggs has. Ruggs is actually facing possibly time for what he's doing, being irresponsible, and now someone losing their life. It's, it's going to be a crazy upcoming week because now the Raiders have to face the Giants in this upcoming week, the Chiefs and the Bengals. The Giants might defensively kind of be a challenge, but that's a definite win. The Chiefs, if they pass this next game with Aaron Rodgers, are definitely going to be a threat offensively to Derek Carr and the Raiders. And then facing the Bengals, Joe Burrow is refusing to go out again by double digits and not proving that he is the quarterback to these lesser quarterbacks in the league. That loss to the Jets was absolutely unacceptable for him. So he's going to have something in the bag when it comes to playing the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I still have my Derek Carr. Hey, don't let this confuse you. I still don't think he's the greatest quarterback, but I do feel like it's unfair that he's losing so many uh, pillars, I would have to say. Pillars right now that actually make them a great team. John Gruden is gone. Ruggs is gone. So what do you do next to keep your team still afloat? It is about to go crazy, stupid, and dumb in the NFL in these next coming weeks. And I'm actually excited to be seeing how they're going to make all this stuff happen. Uh, it's, oh, it's going to be a crazy week coming into November. Hey, okay, guys, so we come into one of our newer segments called Eat My Words, where I've made predictions or said some stuff in the past, and it's just, uh, it's been ugly. And speaking of the Raiders and how they're going to do in this makeshift season, I'm going to have to eat my words saying that it's turned around. They're losing too many people and their their injury list has kind of gone through the roof to where I don't think they can turn this season around. I think their good luck is about to expire just because they're not having the same potential and weapons that they had without John Gruden. It was great 
know that two game winning streak without him with their new now head coach has been amazing but Ruggs was such a loss he was such a loss to them and coming in this next week the Giants are just like a hill and a hump over but you can't really count that win without them I I just can't see them having a rest of a good season with he was just so crucial and it's just really sad to see what's going on I'm also going to have to eat my words about the Deshaun Watson trade. Of course, I already ate them about the Atlanta Falcons, but him not going to the Dolphins, like I said, is one of the worst things that could have happened because now his career is over two off of cases that refuse to be settled and a team that has him active but really doesn't want him there. It's been so much tension between them, not necessarily just being able to be the quarterback that he is essentially ruining his career, his reputation. It's it's done. And now the thing that he was really good at is gonna have to trade off. So those those are the things I'm kinda gonna have to eat my words on. I was hoping they would have turned out better, but after this week and all the news and all the graphic hits that this is why I love football. We love the physicality. And just <laughs> some of these trades uh, the Raiders are probably not going to last after the Giants after this Sunday. So, um, yeah, those are eat my words. I'm because I'm definitely eating them. I can taste them, and they taste disgusting. They just I gotta spit it out. It's it's definitely difficult for me to talk about. But on to our last subject, guys. Um, as you can see, I'm really excited to be a Georgia, to be a Georgian, to uh be here because we experienced our first championship. In 16 years, the last time the Braves won the World Series was in 2005. Now we're 2021 champs. And I saw this TikTok earlier, and it was Will Smith from The Pursuit of Happiness. And, like, towards the end when he finally got the job and he finally got the relief. And it was literally showing all the times that Atlanta was so close and we could never finish. Back in 2015 with the Falcons, the Falcons, I refused. I refused to go down, got cheated, and this was... Back when we had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Colin Kaepernick. If you haven't seen Kaepernick, actually it's Colin. If you haven't seen Colin in black and white, absolutely would change your aspect about the game and actually what he went through and kind of understand how the league really just suppressed him. And they really need to serve him his apology and give this man his props, everything. Like, please, please give this man his props. The 2015 cheated from San Francisco 49ers. And a call that reversed the touchdown by Julio Jones not breaking the plane. First time the Falcons could actually went past the playoffs into a championship. Then you have 2017, where we lost off of a last-minute overtime touchdown to the New England Patriots. Ah, just, uh, yeah. Then we have 2005, actually. From the Braves. Now in 2021. Woo! 2021. The Atlanta Braves are World Series champions. We have our first championship in a lot of years. I believe maybe our curse is broken. I don't know. Now that we look at it, Atlanta just lost to the Panthers. We are now three and four. Back to being last in our division. It would literally take Panthers losing two games. Um, maybe the Saints going down again. Ah, I just I can't see it for us to really try to contend 
and be in the wild card. It's just not looking good for the Falcons, not necessarily coach-wise, just player-wise. Um, the trade deadline really didn't affect them. They were kind of in equilibrium. They have been in equilibrium throughout this whole season within the rankings and their team just trying to figure it out. But not having Calvin really play off of mental health reasons, and we do support mental health, was actually just a hit to Atlanta playing against the Panthers. And now we have the Hawks that are also 4-3, and three, who have these weapons that are not able to turn it around with Trey Young leading, leading them. He didn't leave, guys. He's leading them. And so thinking about this and thinking about now the momentum that we have in Atlanta, you would think that, hey, you know what? Possibly we should keep this streak alive. We should keep going. This is just me wishful thinking that Atlanta may have experienced a turnaround in their sports. Um, we actually experienced an earlier turnaround, but it did come to our soccer team. Our soccer team actually wasn't bad, had a really nice winning streak. However, it wasn't a championship field that we actually have now. And so putting that to the atmosphere, I really do feel like Atlanta is coming off of the back burner and they're about to get up from the bench. We're still on the bench. We just have more momentum to get off the bench and actually win championships. This past, but the only reasons why I say maybe is because Atlanta is so bad when it comes to finishing. Like finishing is, if you always want to be consistently suck, and you always want to try to do your best, but never actually succeed, live in Atlanta. <laughs> That's literally what I would tell you. Live in Atlanta if you always want to be close to getting your goals, but never actually want to get them. If you just want a team that can like give you great moments, but can never actually live up to them, live in Atlanta. If you want to be a really great player and be known for a great player in the Hall of Fame, but actually never prove you're a great player to get a ring, live in Atlanta. That's that's basically home to where all the players play but never get championships. And the Braves actually could have closed this out earlier than expected. It took them to game six to actually close out. They were leading. They were leading by game four, I believe. They could have closed it out in game five, but they were leading by game four, a three to one. If y'all know any other teams that happened three to one and failed to close, you get the kind of pressure and the kind of like uh that I feel because Atlanta could have done that they could have done that last year in the NBA playoffs the Falcons had literally three chances um you know what actually I wouldn't cap that 1998 team that they were trash how they got there I have no idea um and Arch Manning put it on them <laughs> when it came to that the main man the many boys they go crazy but the Atlanta Falcons had three times to do that. The Hawks are about to probably, possibly, putting this in the atmosphere. Hopefully, I'm not wrong. Have another season when they have another chance to get a championship. Now, the Braves are just doing it, but they had to wait to game six. Atlanta needs to learn how to finish. If we never finish, our sports are really going to decline after this year because it's so frustrating producing and making and trading for good players, but for them to leave us because we can never amount to who we really are. And that's basically what Atlanta is. And it's, it's disappointing. I'm happy for this championship. I'm so glad that we got it. But I'm sick and tired of being so close. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's basically what, what it is. It's, it's, it's terrible. But 
I thank you guys for being with me on here today. I've had fun. Not as many jokes aside, just a lot of shocking stuff that is happening throughout this week. And it's been so much that's been going on between the injuries, between the players that have just been happening to let go. Big win for Atlanta. It's been absolutely unreal. But thank you guys for listening to me. If you want to hear more of us, please stay tuned to the NBA episode that Randall is working on. It's great on his side too because we're trying to give you guys those sports. But if you also want to hear us commentate and kind of jump into the conversation, you can definitely join us on ColorCast at Randall Barnes and at Ariel Kilgore. And also you want to follow me and stay in the hot seat, you can follow me on Instagram at ari.elee underscore or follow me on Twitter at askriri underscore underscore. You can also follow me on my own podcast, The Unaxed Opinion, where I give my opinion that nobody asks for, but I'm going to give it anyway. Definitely have fun over there. And also do not forget to follow Post Radio, Post Radio 100 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Please interact. We would love to hear from you guys. But until then, I will see you guys to talk about week nine next week.